through his spirit feels at home. And uh, the next... This, 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 can you hear me? Is that okay? Good. And um, the next mini-series we're looking at is Revelation and the Word. And we're particularly looking here at the importance of the Word of God. And, uh, and so I want to look at that this morning, and we're going to do that over the next uh, three to four weeks, uh, looking at why the Word of God and what God reveals in this is so important. Uh, right at the start, I need to say that um, I didn't prepare this all on my own. Uh, any, any preacher will, will tell you that um, we get from various sources. Uh, we don't just think it up. Um, and so I, I, this week, I've, uh, we, we met with some of the young people. And uh, I went through some of this stuff with them to get their ideas. Okay, So... Um, uh, so I've sort of mixed in stuff, some stuff they said with some of my stuff. Now, I'll let you decide at the end uh, which stuff was any good. That's probably theirs. Woo, man's <laughs> Okay. But no, it was, uh, it was very helpful. We had a, a little discussion about the Bible and stuff like that. Um, I'll try and uh, identify where uh, their stuff came in. Um, and you can go and congratulate them afterwards if, uh, if you think uh, what they said was good. Okay. Now, if you, if you, um, <clears throat> if you ask anybody uh, what a Christian is, uh, most people say, well, someone who goes to church um, uh, in general world, and, uh, and someone who believes in God. But also, they would, most people would probably say something about the Bible. Some people, a Christian is someone who reads... The Bible, and I guess we would uh, we would we would agree with that. That as a Christian, uh, you you believe in God, uh, you go to church, and you read the Bible, and, and you probably pray as well. And so uh, there's there's an expectation that Christians read the Bible. Um, now, as I was uh, growing up, that's the sort of uh, thing that I I learnt. I, I was uh, I've said many times before, I was born into a Christian home, it was a lovely, lovely home, but um, there was an expectation that I would read the Bible, and I did. And uh, as, a, as a young, uh, as a young uh, person, we, 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 it was read to us uh, as we were growing up, bedtimes, and then later on we were able to just do our own thing, and we, we were, but we used to, there was an expectation that I would read the Bible every day, and generally speaking I did, but it was... Because, a lot of the time, because what that if you want to be a Christian, that's what you do. And uh, there wasn't a great expectation that I would learn a great deal from it. There wasn't an expectation that it would do me much good. It's just something that I did. Um, and, now actually, I'm really thankful for that upbringing. Because actually, I do believe, as I did that, God put foundations in me that have been uh, lasted the whole of my life and I really thank God for that but there was a sense in which I, you know at the age of 13 or 14 I, I was reading this thinking I, I don't know why I'm doing this well, what's the point I mean and, it, well, and I found it difficult and I found it hard and, and I struggled and um, and it's trying to get to uh, the point of why am I doing this and, and why read the Bible that I want to talk about today you see, it can be that, um, that we think, well, um, uh, well, as a Christian, I must read the Bible because that's what they tell me. 
And, uh, and you can have a view of God that says, well, um, look, I've saved you. Uh, you know, now you can do something for me. I, I, I wrote this. It took me a long time. Put a lot of effort into it. Uh, and the least you can do is read it. And, and not just once. I want you to read it three hours a day. And uh, I want you to tell me how good it is. And, uh, and actually, if you don't, I'm a bit mad. And we can, we can look at God and we can look at the way the Bible is a bit like this because, oh, it's something we have to do uh, because, well, God, God put the effort in, so I suppose better do it, you know? And actually, that's, that is, it, that's the wrong view of the Bible. The Bible is an amazing book. It was written as God... Uh, it was written by men through the ages as God spoke into their hearts. Uh, it's, uh, it's a miraculous book in that sense because as written it uh, was perfect and has no errors in it and it is what God has given us for our blessing. It's not something that we have to do because God gets cross with us if we don't. It's something that is there because God wants to bless us and wants, to, and wants us to have uh, his as it were, his, his, thought, his ideas, his thoughts, his, his plan for our lives. And, and so the first thing that I, I feel that is so important is to see the Bible as a wonderful, miraculous blessing from God. That it's not uh, a chore, but actually it is for our wonderful blessing and good things. It's a gift. It's a wonderful gift that is for our building up and for our help. So this is some of the things that the, the Bible says about itself. In Hebrews chapter 4, it says this in verse 12, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So the Bible there is saying, look, this, this Bible, this word of God is living. It's alive. It is something quite amazing. It is quite miraculous. So that if you read it, something living is going to get into you. Something that is going to, going to be uh, alive in you and going to change you and is going to transform you as you allow it to, uh, to have an effect in your life. And in 2 Timothy 3 and 14 to 17, it says this, But as, you, as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So this book is amazing. It is there to challenge us, to change us, to help us, to cause us to grow and to become equipped for everything that uh, we need in life. It has every resource available to us. Now just, to, just a little note, can we go back to verse 16 here? Um, I, I've often struggled with this verse, um, which says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching and so on. Now that word useful... I don't know what it comes up in, more, in your mind, but useful is something like a screwdriver with a crosshead. Okay, so whenever anything goes wrong in the house, 
The first thing I go and look for is a screwdriver, because uh, I can then undo something and have a look. And often you need a cross-headed one. And that's useful. Okay? Uh, a screw cap. That's useful, isn't it? You keep, you know, your uh, fizzy drinks from going off. So, useful doesn't really conjure up to me something that is really good. So I'm surprised that Paul used the word useful. Well, it turns out that he didn't. <laughs> um, that's the, the, the New International Version translation of the word that Paul uses. The actual word that Paul uses is a word that means value, or profitable, or something of worth. <coughs> so, uh, it's used elsewhere in the Bible, um, in, in a number of places. It's used um, uh, for the, a life of godliness is a great value, the Bible says. So that's the same word used. But also in Galatians, it's used of Jesus Christ. The value that Jesus Christ is to you. So actually, Paul isn't saying, well, it's, just, it's a useful tool. No, no. He's saying there is, the Bible, Scripture, is of great value. It is of immense value. And, uh, and so when you read this verse, change the word useful to value doesn't quite work if you read it in English, but don't worry about that. Uh, because that's what Paul was trying to get across. It's of, of great value. And as people of God, we are called to value the Word of God for what it has for us. Jesus himself said, the man, in, in Matthew 4 verse 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from God's mouth. And so here, Jesus is liking it to food. It's food. So we, uh, we value, hopefully, and, and uh, in a few moments' time, we're going to value some food. And, uh, and uh, some of the food we're going to have is going to be of immense value. It's going to be wonderful. Um, and we value it, because we tend to eat two, three times a day. And so we value food. Now, what Jesus is saying is, actually, the Bible, God's Word, is spiritual food to you. It's what gives you spiritual strength. And because we value earthly food, and, and because it gives us strength and gives us, uh, you know, builds us up, so the Bible, God's word, gives us spiritual strength. The opposite of that is if we don't value the word of God, if we don't read it, if we don't let it feed us, we will go, we will grow spiritually weak. That's the only, you know, if we don't eat, we will grow spiritually, we will go physically weak. If we don't feed on the word of God, we will go spiritually weak. And the Bible has much to say about everything. Okay, It tells us about God, what he's like, how good he is, how loving, how kind, how generous, how amazingly strong. It tells us about what the world is like, humanity. It tells us that actually all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, that the, that the world is going away from God, that it is are deceived and, uh, and needs to be saved. It talks about salvation. It reveals to us Jesus in all his wonder and glory. It tells of all that he did for us, the way he, he was on earth and his wonderful sacrifice and resurrection from the dead. It tells us that we have an enemy. It warns us that we need to be on our guard. But actually, that Jesus has overcome him. 
And in his strength, we can stand against him. And so we don't need to fear. It tells us that one day there will be a judgment. And that those that trust in Jesus will be saved. But those who don't, won't be. Now some of these are difficult and hard things to grasp, but the Bible tells us about all these things. It tells us about rewards. That actually, as Christians, there is rewards for us as we live and serve God. And there's eternity. And that there is a, a preparation for eternity, even here and now. And, and that actually God has put eternity in men and women's hearts. All this is revealed in the Bible. And we wouldn't know all this unless we read it and understood it. And so it is of immense value to us that we understand and we read and we let the word of God speak to us. Now it's important that we do that not through simply a ritual, well I've read the word of God today, that should be fine. And uh, we're gonna, Jamie will be speaking a bit more about this. But actually the word of God is living and active. And therefore we should believe that as we read it, and as we allow the Holy Spirit, that it actually affects and changes us and comes into us. Now, the same as, as food does that, sometimes we eat a meal. We, we can't necessarily, unless we've had a lot and we've sort of, our tummies are a bit full, we don't have a great deal of knowledge about the effect it's having on us. Uh, you know, if it, it's, not, it's not instant. You eat a meal and suddenly, oh look, my muscles are ten times stronger. If only that were the case. Um, but that's not true, is it? If it's only as through time we grow and mature and get stronger as we eat. And that is true for the Word of God. That actually as we do that, so we will become spiritually stronger bit by bit. And so one of the problems we have, and this is one of the things that, that we were discussing with the young people, is one of the problems with the Bible at times is it's not instant. Now it can be. Uh, there are times when, you know, and I, I pray that this, you've known this, that you've opened the Bible and suddenly, as you've read even just one verse, God speaks to you. And it jumps out of the page and there's an amazing uh, sense that God is speaking directly into your heart. And, and I know times like this and it's wonderful that God speaks and, and it dresses you or your situation or something and your heart lifts because the word of God has become immediately active and effective. And, and that's great and that, that is right and that, that, is, that is something that we should anticipate and expect. So they're sort of standout meals, if you like. But actually, a lot of the time, it's simply taking in the truth that builds us up. And, uh, and we should expect God to speak all the time. But sometimes it's an amazing revelation. And sometimes it's just general understanding of the truth. Both are vital to us as we go about our Christian walk. Now, I was... Um, it's a little insight into uh, what I do in my spare time. I was listening to the radio, and there was a programme on about packaging. Fascinating programme, I'm sure you can imagine. Yes, Radio 4. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Radio 1, I have to be honest. It wasn't Capital... Yeah, I don't listen to this very often. But anyway, it was, I listened to this programme about packaging. And um, I won't tell you all the details. Um, but it was very interesting because this, this, uh, this company that produces this packaging, and it was, it was talking to John Lewis, I think it was. When they go into the shops and they talk to customers, the customers say, oh, yeah, we don't like packaging. 
It's a waste of money. It's not important. Uh, you know, it has no bearing. It's what's inside that matters. And I guess we would all agree with that. But the the the, um, the sales guy or, or the, the packaging company says actually that's not true uh, because uh, and they've done lots of studies on this and they spend an awful lot of money and time and effort on packaging because they know that if they get the packaging wrong the sales go right down and if they get the packaging right the sales go right up even if they don't change what's inside. Because, believe it or not, we are hugely influenced by the packaging. Uh, and we just don't realise it. And, and, uh, and, and, they, and they spend millions and millions of pounds getting the packaging right. And it was interesting that a lot of the packaging, you can believe this, costs more than the stuff inside. Uh, uh, because that's how they sell it. Fizzy drinks is one where it's in a can. Those cans are far more expensive than the stuff inside. Um, so, and it's and it's interesting how they they are they've so tuned into the fact that slight changes here and there, slight changes in shape, slight changes in wording, will have a dramatic effect on sales. And without realising it, we are tremendously affected by these things. And we are affected all the time by what we see and hear on television, by our friends, at work, at school, wherever it might be. We are affected by people's views and, and people's thoughts. And we may think, well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to make my own mind up. I'm going I'm to live my life and I'm going to decide my own fate and, and do my own thing. And, uh, and I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to let anybody else affect me. I'm afraid that's not possible. We all live in a, a society, we all watch television, we all listen to radio, we all listen to our friends and, and so on. We will be affected by that, very much. And we will take on board what we hear. Sometimes we won't realise we're doing it. I'm, I was uh, very much aware how much I was influenced by my parents as I grew up. And as I, as, uh, I spent time with... Uh, uh, with Katrina as we were going out and stuff, I, I realised more and more how much my ideas and my thoughts were actually very much what my parents had. And because Katrina had been brought up in a very different environment, had different thoughts, different ideas. And it was very interesting coming together and thinking, oh, oh, why do I think that? Because oh, my parents think that. And, and so, so you had to adjust, and I had to adjust my thinking. Actually, not everything my parents did was right, and that was a, an interesting thought. Actually, no, I need to, actually, no, I don't agree with that anymore. I've been influenced by somebody else. Somebody else has got a different viewpoint. The fact that she was very attractive and what have you didn't really, no. Um, but the fact is, you are, you you're influenced, and, and you change your mind because of what, you, what you're influenced by. How, do, how can we be sure that we are being influenced by the right thing? How can we be sure that what we are getting in is not simply just nonsense from the world? Well, the fact is this, is, this is why we have, one of the main reasons why we have the Bible. This is God's word. If we allow ourselves to be influenced by this, we're not going to go far off. If we allow this to influence and to permeate everything that's in us, then when we hear stuff, from the world, we can think, wow, how does that, that line up with this? How does that line up with what I, I read in the Bible? 
See, the, the world has become corrupt. And in Romans it talks about, actually, they've exchanged the truth for a lie. So what the world, world will give you a lot of the time is lies. It will say the truth is lie, and they'll say a lie is the truth. It will do that because the Bible says that's what happens. That's what's gone on in the world. We have someone in charge of the world, the devil, who is the father of lies. Now God is, is sovereign. We, we know that, but, but uh, Satan is called the god of this world. And therefore he has influenced and infiltrated such that what we get from the media and what we get from uh, the world in general can't be trusted. Some of it is good. I don't want to say it's all rotten, but actually some of it is utterly rubbish. And yet the world will say, this is, this is great, this is exactly how you should behave, this is what you should do. The Bible is our only true source of right and wrong, of this is the, the, the benchmark, if you like. And we need to compare everything we hear against the truth of God's word. Sometimes it, it might line up exactly great. Other times when we look at it and we think, actually, that, that's not what the Bible says, is it? Unless we have this as our foundation, it is very difficult to judge what's right and wrong. Because we're so influenced, and we don't even know it sometimes how much we're influenced by what we hear and what's around us. And so the word of God is there to say, actually, this is the way, walk in it. The Bible says in uh, Psalm 119, your, and verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. The psalmist had understood that actually contained in the word of God, and this really was only talking about the first five books, we have so much more than he had, was everything he needed to live a life that honoured God and was full of goodness and good things. So he wanted to walk right, so he says, actually, I'm going to read the word of God. I don't want to, sin. I don't want to get things wrong, I don't want to sin. Actually, I'm going to read the word of God. And so these are, are so important to us that that actually we, we learn to see the word of God not as a, as a chore, but as something of great, immense value that will give us wonderful foundation for life and how to live, and how to, uh, to, to live as God has us live. And, and, and to see that it's not something that, it, that puts a burden on us. Oh, you know, the Bible's just got to tell us to do this and to do that. And God didn't write it for that reason. God wrote it to free us from, from things that burden us in the world. You see, when we are influenced by the world, the world is full of fears and delusions and uncertainties. And, and, and if we take on the world's view of, of life, we will end up like that. We'll end up with anxieties and concerns that shouldn't be there. But when we take on God's view through the word of God, it frees us from that. Because God's view of the world is very different. Actually, I have overcome the world. I am with you always. I am, I am here, but your, my spirit is in you. You are more than conquerors. Through Christ who gives me strength. So much of the word of God gives us strength to say, actually, I don't need to fear. I know the love of God. I know who I am. The Bible tells us so much about who we are in God. Uh, and, and it just frees us from, from the way the world says, oh, you need to look like this. You need to behave like this. You need to do this. 
to, to be accepted. The Bible says, no, no, no. You're accepted in Christ. You're loved. You're cherished. You're delighted over, as Jamie was saying earlier on. It's, it's a wonderful, freeing, liberating book when we see what God has for us and what it says about us and about uh, himself. It doesn't mean that actually it's easy. Reading the Word of God can be quite hard. And, um, but one of the things that we know in life is that anything that is worthwhile often takes a bit of effort. Um, I have spoken before about my wonderful wall in the garden. Do you remember my wall? Yeah. No. No, well, my wall is it's a little rockery. My wife wanted this, this wonderful rockery. Water feature. Water feature, right. And it's got a little curved wall by it. It's not very big. And, uh, and, but actually, I'm really proud of this wall. It took me about six months to make. I, I, a proper bricklayer probably would have done it in about three hours, but that's not the point. <laughs> this wall is still standing after a number of years. You can sit on it. It's got a little bird bath on it now, and you can watch the birds. And, uh, and actually, I look at that, and I think, actually, I'm really pleased I did it. It took me a lot of effort, and, uh, and it's not perfect. <laughs> But it's still there. And, and actually, it took some effort and time and trouble and stuff, but it was worth it. Because it's something that is in our garden and looks okay, doesn't it? It looks okay. Actually, the Word of God sometimes will take some effort and some perseverance. But it's worth it. It is worth it. Uh, it's because it will eventually build something of substance in you that will last that will be of great value as you live your life and so putting a bit of perseverance and, and not being discouraged when you read a passage and you think oh, I don't understand a word of that it didn't mean anything to me don't, don't be discouraged by that and don't think well I, you know I've, I've set myself to leave five chapters today and I only read three oh don't worry about that. That's not, you know, don't... It's good to set yourself some targets. I think sometimes that's helpful. But if you don't manage, it doesn't matter. The thing is, is not to give up. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged by uh, you haven't quite managed what you thought you would. Actually, anything of reading the Word of God is going to do you some good. Okay, now, what, what, as we discussed uh, at the, the youth meeting, we looked at some questions that we came up with. So... Uh, these are some of the answers that we looked. So one of the questions was, what are the benefits of reading the Bible? So I'm just gonna, I've said some already. And this is some of the answers that our wonderful young people came up with. I can't actually accredit each individual because I can't remember who said what. So if you want to shout out, you know, that I said that, then that's that. <laughs> I, not all of them. Okay, this is some of them. So Ask them what benefits they said of reading the Bible. It gives you a right view of God and ourselves. Okay. Well done. It gives us the right stuff. Tells us who God is and who we are. Talks about that. Helps us know right from wrong. Remember who said that? Oh, yeah! I love the next one. I think this was you, Tom, actually. This is remarkable. 
he said, or some one of them said, seeing what's possible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I love that, it's seeing what's possible. Because actually, uh, in the word of God is everything that, that God is able to achieve. Uh, and of course, Jesus said, actually, you'll need even more than this. Um, it was interesting, Jamie uh, set us a challenge, I was chatting, we were chatting last week, and he set us a challenge about reading the Acts of the Apostles. Not as a, as a, as a history book. Oh yeah, that's interesting. But almost like a workshop manual. As in, look what they did. This, this, is, this, is, this is a how-to book. This is a how-to go about it. I thought, I'll try that. And, uh, and, I, and it was interesting, so I started reading it. And do you know what, I got to the first verse of, of Acts. Um, and, and something just leaped out at me. Something I've read many times before. Um, and Acts chapter 1, verse 1 says this. In my former book, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do. And if you read the, the Gospels, Jesus is this everywhere, doing everything. And yet, the writer of the Acts said, it's just, it's just begun. It's just begun. It's a tiny thing. What he did there, if you read all that, it's tiny. It's just begun. And it just really challenged me. Yeah, he's just begun. And he's continuing today. And Jesus didn't think, I'll begin and then I'll get less and less and less. No, no, no. Jesus just thought, I'll begin and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You're going to do greater things. And so I'm living in a time now, 2,000 years from when it's just begun, where God's expectation is going to be even bigger and bigger than what I was doing. So that challenged me. I said, yeah. That's me. That's, that's us in the 21st century. We are 21st, aren't we? Uh, we're, we're, we're fulfilling that now. What we do is bigger and greater than what Jesus began. And so there's an expectation. There's a, actually, if, Jesus, if that's written in the Bible, there's an expectation that in today, we're going to see great things. We're going to see great things, even greater than what Jesus said. And there's an expectation that builds in you, thinking, well, actually, that's written there. Oh, I need to believe that. You know, we heard the story of, of, the, of the man, 10 years in a wheelchair, up, up in Wales, just, you know, just a, a, few, a few weeks ago. And the healings that have taken place, actually it's happening today. And it's happening here as well. We've had stories of healings here. And the expectation from that is it's going to get bigger. And so, actually, we see what's possible as we read the Bible. It gives us expectation and hope. Uh, another thing that was said is that the Bible gives us, it helps us learn from other people. Wonderful thing in the Bible is it doesn't cover up faults. You look at the life of David, the life of Moses, the life of Abraham. These were people, these were wonderful men of God. But they messed up. Did they mess up? I'm so grateful that God didn't miss those bits out. Because I look at that and think, yeah, I'll mess up as well. But that's his hope for me. Because God loved these people. God honoured these people. Yeah, they got it wrong. But actually, look, look, at, look at what they achieved. And so we can, we can look at them and just be encouraged by that. And, it's, it, and the other, one of those things is it encourages and strengthens us. And, and it's true that actually we, we can be encouraged and strengthened by the occasional reading of the Bible once in a while and, and God's good God's gracious there's been times in, in my life where actually I haven't read the Bible that much and every time I've turned to it uh, you know God has spoken 
And I'm thinking, oh, thank you, God. I haven't read this for ages, but you've spoken to me. Because he's good. But actually, the problem with that, it's like if you like, um, you're a house living near um, a river. Okay? And, and there's no uh, river defence. And, and so the Bible, if you like, can be, as we read on it, we're, we're sort of picking up stones and we're building a defence against a flood. And as we do that regularly and more and more, so that wall gets built up. So that when the flood comes, the house is secure. Now what can happen is if, if we just dip in every now and again, when we just feel like it, which is not wrong, it's not bad, what can happen is like just a little bit of stone going there. The problem with that is that, is that every now and again, uh, when a flood comes, the, that defence is just not strong enough. There's not enough there to deal with what's coming. We might be fine for most of the time. We might be living life quite happily, but actually there's not enough defence there. So that when a flood comes, we just get over, overwhelmed. And actually, the Word of God, inspired by the Spirit, we can actually build true defences and true foundations. That actually, when something big happens, we say, oh, that's okay. I'm trusting in God. I know God. This is a bit tricky, but actually, no. God's with me. I can overcome because of Jesus and because of what he's done. And so, a regular time with the Word of God will build those defences, will help us be strong in those times. Quickly moving on. What can help us read in the Bible? This is another question I asked them. Prayer. Who said that? Someone said, I think it was Tom. Tom said prayer. Praise. That was you, Mandela, wasn't it? <laughs> so, pray. Let's ask God. And then, praise. It's wonderful, wonderful thing just to be in the presence of God, praising him. It often just lifts our spirits, helps us to, to, to draw close to God. And as we read the Bible then, it can open up new... Uh, new uh, understanding for us. Expectation was easy. Woo! <laughs> Come with expectation. Come believing, actually, God's going to bless me today. This is wonderful, miraculous book. He wants me to be blessed. Believe for that. Another way to read the Bible is to uh, put yourself in the position of the people you're reading about. Okay, so... Uh, just think, what was it like? What would it have been like? I think the illustration given was uh, Mary uh, and suddenly finding out she was pregnant. What would that have been like? Because actually, once you get into the, once you start thinking about that, you can then start seeing the, the amazing response that she had. And try and, try and go back to the time that uh, they were in and what that meant. And so if you, if you read the word and, and just look at it from a distance, it can be a little bit dry and you can't quite understand. But if you put yourself in her position and try and imagine what it was like, so suddenly it come to life in a new way. And that can be really helpful. It's true for any of the stories that you read in the Bible. Uh, your mindset about the Bible. Oh, this is going to be tedious. Oh. Or is it, this is going to benefit me. This is going to do me good. This is going to be great. This is going to, this is going to be God feeding me today. Remember that actually as we read the word of God, it honours him. That's another one that came up. I thought that was an interesting one. Actually, he's written this. He has caused it to be written over the centuries. And actually, we're saying to God, actually, thank you. This is so good. And God is honoured and blessed when we take up the word of God and say, thank you for this. I'm going to read it today. 
It honours God because we honour what he's done. And as we said before, don't allow discouragement to put you off. Quickly, just want to, the final thing I ask them is, what hinders you? What stops you reading the Bible? What is it that, that, that puts you off? Well, one of them, and they were honest here, well, there was low expectation. I don't know, I won't say who said that, I can't remember. Actually, I'm not going to get anything out of this. Uh, you know, well, we've talked about that. Actually, if you go to the Word, believe me. Now, the problem here is that sometimes we go with high expectation, we read a really difficult passage, and we go, oh. so the two must go together, high expectation and not being disappointed. Because actually, God will feed us. God promises, it's his Word, it's living and active. And so don't get put off by that, but go on believing. Actually, God's going to speak to me through this. It's his word. He loves me. He wants me to grow and flourish. Difficult passages. Okay. Again, we've talked much in recent times about sowing and reaping. As we sow and tackle some of these, these, these things, we will reap a harvest. So we must be encouraged by that. Other things that... Uh, don't help us distractions. Again, we need to be imaginative in the way we find to read the Bible. Some people do it early in the morning, some people late at night, some people on the bus. Really doesn't matter, you just need to find out what, uh, what, you could, what uh, makes, what's good for you and you has li- little as possible distractions. That can be difficult. Ask God to help you with that. <laughs> Um, wanting a quick fix, we've talked about that. That's another thing they said. You know, we want to get something immediate. Sometimes that doesn't happen. We just need to see that actually, as we build, life's not like a quick fix. Something that's worth having, we need to give time to. The Bible can also, this is something that is an interesting one. Uh, I'm finishing soon, but sometimes the Bible challenges us in the way we think, the way we behave. It challenges us about our money, it challenges us about our time, about our our attitudes. And we can think, oh, oh, I don't want that. Uh, and that can be quite tough. And actually, we can sometimes think, well, I'm not going to read that anymore. It's like the man who uh, got so fed up reading about how bad smoking was for him, he gave up reading. <laughs> anyway. It's a really poor joke now. Anyway. <coughs> Actually, we, there, is, there is a sense in which when we come to the Word of God, we just need to submit to its authority. This is God speaking. He does it for our good. And actually, we need to uh, let it come and change us and affect us and influence the way we think. And sometimes that takes time. Sometimes we have to change our mind over time because, you know, these things are big, you know, big, they can be big sort of issues in our lives. And let God gradually uh, change you as we come under his authority. Because actually, he loves us. And when we understand that it's far best that we change our attitude to, to these things, we uh, can allow God's word to change us. But when we get challenged, don't run away from it. Just say, actually, God, I'm going to embrace this. Another major one, time pressures. But again, we discussed this, and I think in the end, I think in the end we agreed that we make time for what we think is most important. Did we agree that in the end? Yeah. <laughs> bit of a debate about that. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? Time pressures are huge on us today, but actually, in the end, we will make time for what we think is most important. And actually, I believe God wants to change our thinking sometimes about the Bible, about its importance, 
So actually, we will make that a bit of a priority. It doesn't mean we manage it every day sometimes, but actually it does mean that we make it a priority in our lives so that whenever it is possible, we can spend time in the Word of God. So really, I just want to encourage you, just one thing to finish with. (coughs) A personal example for me, um, and I don't know when I was first introduced to this verse, probably quite as a a young lad, and it's a verse that has really been a huge, and I've shared it before, huge impact upon my life, and I know a number of people would say the same. Um, And what really is a verse almost to build your life on, I would say. Uh, it's a wonderful foundation. That's Proverbs and 3, 5 and 6. This is a verse that I learned at a fairly young age. And, uh, and so it's the word of God having tremendous effect in my life, I would say. It's really uh, built a foundation uh, for what was to come in my life. And uh, let me just encourage you that if you... If you read the word, this is one wonderful set of verses that are good, uh, are going to do you good. It simply says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. It's a wonderful, wonderful truth. That actually, as we do that, as we submit, as we recognise who God is, as we don't think, actually, I know best, Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Actually, I'm going to recognise I don't always know best. I'm going to seek advice and I'm going to trust God and ask him. If I acknowledge him in everything, if I say, God, actually, I want you to be Lord, I want you to have your way, actually, the answer is then very simple. I'm going to make your path straight. I'm going to lead you. It's a wonderful promise. It's a wonderful promise. And even then, you might make a few mistakes You've got the certainty, actually, yeah, I know, but yeah, I can see your heart. You've made a bit of a mistake here. Yeah, I'm just going to bring you back to this straight path. Don't worry about it. And when we have this in our hearts, when we believe this word of God for us, it does make our path straight. It doesn't mean that paths are always easy. It doesn't mean that it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's the most wonderful path all the time, but it is the best one, and it is clear. So I want to just encourage each of you to to really see the wonder and the glory of the Word of God as we allow it to affect our lives. I just want us to pray now. Can we stand together as we finish? I just felt to do this because I think it's so important that that we allow uh, God to speak. I just want to pray for... Firstly, I want to pray for those here that already have a wonderful delight and love for the Word of God, that, that they find it their food and their meat. And I just feel, God, I want to pray over you. If that's you, if you really, you know, you hunger for the Word of God, you read it avidly, you love it, I want to pray over you. And I just feel God will say that, that God wants it to make it even more alive to you this week. He wants you to know that actually it's going to become even more food and drink to you, even more alive and uh, life to you. And he loves that desire in your heart and he wants it to, to grow and to flourish and to know that there's tremendous wealth being built into your life as you devour and love the word of God. And then I want to pray for those that, that 
struggle a bit. They want to read the Bible more, but they, they struggle for time and they trouble for, for uh, just being able to spend more time in the Word of God. And I believe God will say that actually God wants to renew your desire and perseverance this morning. He wants to release imagination to you right now as to where you can find that opportunity to read the Bible. He wants to just put words and thoughts in your mind and say, Ashley, what about here? You haven't thought about that, had you? Why don't you do it here? Why don't you take a Bible with you wherever you are and actually at this point you can get it out and you can read it. It might only be five minutes. I believe God wants to put imagination into your heart to where you can spend some time in the Word of God. Whatever that is, let God's heart come to you and renew you in perseverance in reading the Word of God. There may be some here today, I believe there are a few, that have really struggled with reading the Word of God. They've read it and they've just really not found it any good. They've just really found it hard going. And because of that, they've sort of given up a bit. And I just believe God wants me to pray you with Ephesians 1 verse 17 prayer. It says this, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. So Lord, I pray over people that have really struggled. I pray God, as Paul prayed, that you will give them the spirit of revelation that they may know you better through the word. And I pray God that you release in them a real heart for the word of God and a real desire afresh that they will go in there knowing that you will give them revelation as they read the word of God and that you would, uh, you would just give them real wisdom as they read it that suddenly the word will come alive to them in Jesus name Amen. and finally just for those that really hear that never pick the Bible up uh, and there may be a few of you that think oh, I've, I've never really bothered with it I just pray God that you if that's you, I just pray that you'd be open to this, that you would let your mind be changed into seeing the word of God for what it is. Amen. A wonderful gift from God, a wonderful, miraculous blessing from God that will do you good. And I pray that if anybody here that feels that way, that God would, would change your mind, renew your mind, to see it not as a chore... Not as something that's, that's really bad, but something that will do you good, that will bring a wonderful blessing into your life, and that will lift your spirits and lift your heart. Pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.